Our New Testament lesson this morning is from 1 Peter 3, verses 13 through 22, found in the New Testament section on page 234 in the Pew Bible. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asked you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit, through whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who disobeyed long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also, not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and who is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. The word of God for the people of God. We do need to accept something right at the beginning. As I have often said, moms are hard to raise. That always makes people laugh, but I'm serious. Moms are hard to raise. And if you're the first one, oh, God bless my older sister. I know she's listening. We don't come with rule books. We don't have directions. They get lost in the mail. We just show up, and all of a sudden, they've got to figure out what to do. That's when a young lady will find out who her mother is. It's like, who do they call for help? That's a mom figure, if not a mom by blood. I want you to know I did my best with my mother, but more on that in a minute. Let us pray. Now do we truly look for the blessing of this day calling us to the greatest life of service there is to be a mom, to be a parent, to be responsible, to hold them in our hearts like no other. They are truly your gift to us, the children, the mothers, the fathers, the people who love us best, and we are grateful for them. Amen. 
Uh, I love a story that's about a man who bought an Alfa Romeo. That is an Italian sports car, in case you don't know. And he wanted to have it blessed. So he went to the Catholic priest and said, Father, will you bless my Alfa Romeo? And the priest said, yes, of course I will. But tell me, my son, what is an Alfa Romeo? Uh, the young man knew that this priest could never appreciate what a great thing this car was. So he left and he went to the Episcopal priest. And he said, Father, I've just bought an Alfa Romeo. Will you bless it for me? And the Episcopal priest said, of course I will. But what's an Alfa Romeo? So the young man running out of options wound up in the office of a United Methodist pastor. <laughs> Sir, I just bought an Alfa Romeo. Will you bless it? The minister said, wow, an Alfa Romeo, what a terrific car. I've always wanted to ride in one. Will you give me a ride? And by the way, what's a blessing? <laughs> which brings us to Mother's Day, which can be such a beautiful day of blessing. Today, you might experience the blessing of forgiveness. Forgiving your mother. Or you might rejoice in the blessing of being forgiven. I understand that blessing. I truly do. My sisters were our mother's good children. I, on the other hand, was our mother's boot camp. I stretched her abilities as a mother. I increased her patience to depths few mothers ever get to know. I was the one who taught her perseverance and the power of mercy and grace. But I was up to the task. And she was, I truly believe this, she was a better mother because of it, because of all my effort. That is my story, and I'm sticking to it. First Peter, the verses we heard are all about our witness in this world. Mothers, of course, are one of our earliest witnesses of what to do and sometimes of what not to do. And just as some children are adopted, as I was, sometimes mothers are adopted. That is a special blessing also. My mom rollerbladed around the neighborhood when she was 65. She got kicked out of a yoga studio where she went to classes regularly 
because she made too much noise getting on the floor at 80 years old. She played in bell choirs for 50 years. Lisa, how long have you been playing bell? Good. Beat my mother's record. Good. She loved to read. Every time I saw her, she would ask me what, what I was reading. And so I'd tell her. She didn't always appreciate my answers. I'd say, I'm reading War and Peace, the comic book version. The pictures are really well drawn. Or I'd give her the title of a Harlequin romance novel. <laughs> I remember her face, I'm sorry. I am sure we all have special memories of special people in our lives. That is why it is so right that we dive into 1 Peter this week. 1 Peter is all about being a blessing, being a witness, what that means for us, God's people. One of my favorite verses comes from 1 Peter. Above all, those two words make this verse incredibly important. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. I have offered a lot of blessings in a lifetime of ministry. I have blessed marriages and the bodies of the resurrected I have blessed infants and children, businesses, homes, people taking trips. I have blessed meals, animals, clubs, sporting events, conferences, graduates, boats, planes, jeeps, patients, pilgrims, congregations, Strangers, friends, offices, families, worship services, new members, meetings, churches, choirs, other pastors, Salkahatchee camps, VBSs, patrons of soup kitchens, and so many other places of blessing beside. And as many blessings as I have offered, I don't think I have come close to offering the blessings of a mom. And what is a mom's reward for all her good deeds? Loss of sleep, worry, indigestion, tears, and sometimes an amazing love. 
will Nora when she's 14 or 15 or 16 remember that she is supposed to rise up and call her mom blessed? The rules change at almost every age. I've been asking people all week for their memories of their moms or their mom figures. One person said, my brother was an only child. <laughs> it's a great way to tell the story, but you're not going to hear it today. Another person said, she doesn't remember her mom. Her mom died when she was five years old. She was resurrected at a very young age. But now I want you to share your stories, how your mom touched your life, how your mom made a difference. Is anybody willing to do that? It can be a serious story or a funny story. It can just be something that touches your heart because that will probably touch our hearts. We have one up front, Parker, Cindy. Hang on, he's coming. And remember what Phil said, it's not a popsicle. I know. Our mom was a great pie baker, and she taught all three of us girls how to bake pie, how to cook, how to treat other people, how to have good manners. And she was a real, real lady. And, and my dad was very bombastic and used language liberally. But then my mother would counter immediately, now girls. <laughs> now girls. So she just, she was so wonderful in so many ways at growing up. And I thought we did come to appreciate her even more as we had our own child, our Robin, sitting right here. Thank you. Absolutely, thank you. Someone else. Y'all save Parker because he's the one holding the microphone. Um, so my mom is an attorney, and she met this person online who's paralyzed. She's a quadriplegic, and my mom brought her into my life, and she changed my life for me. Mm. Thank you. Nina was ready, Parker. I have so many great memories of my mom. Uh, my mom was almost 39 when I came along as what she used to call me the bonus baby because my brothers were 16 and 8, and here I come. Uh, but she said I kept her young, and I think I got a lot of, uh, away with a lot of things too, being the baby and the only girl. But I remember she letting me have a chemistry set at a young age. She didn't mind if I lit candles and dripped them over wine bottles to make decorations for her. And I was probably eight, I don't know. Um, she didn't get mad when I painted the windows of my dad's workshop red because that's the only painting paint I could find. I didn't get in trouble. Um, when I went to nursing school, I came home every weekend. And um, 
I remember sitting on the washing machine in the kitchen while she cooked and told her everything that went on. Apparently, there was no HIPAA laws back then. Um, told her everything that went on Monday through Friday until I came home. And she supported me through all my tears of nursing school and how hard it was and made sure I went back every time. <laughs> but um, I was so thankful for her and how she raised me in the church and gave me such a great foundation that when I did leave home, I knew what to do and what not to do and kept my faith. Thanks. Sissy was always getting her four brothers in trouble. She will tell you it was the other way around, but I have lived with Sissy 40 and a half years. And believe me, Sissy was the one who got her brothers into trouble. Her mother was busy, and they had kind of sloshed water everywhere on the vinyl floors of the hallway, and it made a great slip and slide. Then her mama came around the corner. What do you think a mama's going to do in that situation? She said, if you're going to do it, do it right. And she went and threw more water on the floor and said, now, have at it. <laughs> How many of us have memories of our moms doing things like that? Where those special blessings came. How many of us have memories of just the opposite? Same mom but she didn't come around the corner to bless. Not unless it was to bless you out. From the same person. From the same person. I'm no longer just talking about your relationship with a mom. I'm talking about all the significant relationships in your life. Is it time to forgive to forgive them, to forgive yourself. What is the blessing that can be yours today, that should be yours today? Any more mom stories? Donna? Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. Well, I was the second of um, seven children, and the first six of us were born between 42 and 50, so six children in eight years, and my mother had to end up leaving my dad because he was not, he was a deadbeat dad. She moved us all into a little house that she was able to purchase on her own. Um, the banker must have pitied her or something, I don't know. But we had relatives that lived all over Texas. We lived in Houston. We had East Texas relatives, North Texas relatives, Central Texas relatives, and West Texas. Every summer, we went to visit one of the families, my mother's you know, siblings and their children. And back then, cars were pretty much sedans with bench seats in the front and the back. So four of us sat in the back, two in the front with my mother, and to keep control of us, she took a long switch 
and she threatened us. I think I only remember it ever happening once. And she said, if you can't get along in the back seat, here comes the switch over the, her head, you know, just swinging it at us. And she did that once, and she never needed to do it again. We behaved well enough that we made it to our destinations. Raise your hand. Higher. Higher. I just wanted to see how far you'd go with it. Hang on, Parker's coming. He's right behind you. What I remember most about my mom is what she put up with and carried on for us two kids. My father was sick, mentally sick for years in a hospital off and on. And my mother had to work a job, take care of us, and when we got in high school, I guess my brother was more problem than I was. But uh, I just admire my mother for putting up with all that. And when she was, you know, my age, she was in a nursing home. I was, and the nursing home was on the way home from my school where I worked. I'd stop every day and talk to her and tell her what was going on. And I just think she did not have a pleasant life. And I always hope that she's having a better one now. What'd you say? Peggy has a funny story. Okay. Uh, how many of you sent your mother to bed for a week with a migraine? <laughs> you did? Oh, my goodness. Well, when I got married at 16, uh, she went to bed with a migraine, yes, but I can tell you, she and my husband would stay up for hours talking and talking and talking, so she really liked him. It was just, I guess, our age, but we uh, everybody lived through it for a while. How long were you and Clark married? Uh, from... 53 to 95. Eddie, when did he die? 05. Yes. I'd say it turned out good. Especially when you're married to a spy. That's right. You, are, you were married to a spy. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to tell that part, oh, Peggy. well. Anyway, she was a great woman, wasn't she, Eddie? No person is perfect. But if you look hard enough, you can find the goodness. Even Diana, Lady Di. <laughs> yes. Um, many of you know my story. I grew up on a remote ranch in South Dakota, and my mother was so strong. I write, maybe she shouldn't have lived. They found her when she was two and a half, seriously injured, unconscious, took her to the hospital. The only thing that saved her was she sucked her finger and didn't fuss. She lived with one kidney. She had seven children. We were 
far, far from any close neighbors, no phone, muddy roads, but she loved the Lord. Oh, her faith was unbelievable. Um, when people would say, how can you stand to live out there? She'd say, I always loved to camp. So <laughs> and she certainly taught us to love the Lord and, and to observe uh, kindness to others. One thing she did after we moved off of the ranch into town, the, the school didn't even have a resource room. The children didn't have an opportunity to, um, to check books out of a library. So mom would take the car up to the county seat driving through the Black Hills and get a load of books every two weeks and had dad build shelves, bookshelves in our basement, which was really only about a block from the school. And the children would come over to the house and check out books. And she, she just passed on reading. She just, and her, she was quiet, you know? We never, people, a lot of people didn't know what she did, but wow, what a legacy she left. Mm -hmm. My mom's in the audience. Can you hear me? Okay. I'll say. Closer. I'm st you can't hear me, right? Okay. Um, one thing, she took us to church. So I spent a lot of time at church. Choir, act teams, and all that stuff. But uh, one thing I always remember is tough love. I'm a believer in tough love. And so we were on our way to church. Well, no. Let me, let me go back. It was you Sunday. And I had chosen to teach the t second and third graders. And I was like 14 maybe. And I'd planned this poster and all these activities for them. And we were halfway to church because we did not live close. And I said, Mom, I forgot all of my stuff. She did not turn around. Mm. <laughs> okay. So mm. I am very responsible because of that tough love. <laughs> I rem try to remember things, right? So tough love is important. Mike doesn't, I don't know if he agrees with that, but it's important, right? Okay. And How long have you and Mike been married? This will be the 40th year. He, I think it's it, long enough for him to know it's okay. Yes. He's figured it out by now. Yes. No comment. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Anyone else? No one is perfect. Now, I've been talking about moms, but taking care of your children, loving them, protecting them, nurturing is not just a mom thing. But dads, you'll get your own day later on in the year. In the meantime, in your closest relationships, you can expect imperfection. You can expect failure. You can expect fallibility. You can expect that the other one will be critical of you, will hurt you, but you can also expect that sometimes so, so human people can be loving. And we are all made of both.
And so please know I bless moms this day for taking on the world's hardest job that also belongs to fathers, that comes with no job description, that gives us many stories, and of blessing. I hope you've heard a blessing in these stories. Thank you for sharing them. I mean that. And thank you, moms, the anchor in our storms, our anthems of hope, you bastions of unconditional love. My mom is proof of that. You who need more grace than you offered and more praise than you received. Thank you. And amen.